Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are here with a first for us, our first freeform show. We are covering Cruel Summer Season 2. It's an anthology series, so if you've seen Season 1 or you haven't seen Season 1, you can still watch Season 2 without it. I would suggest watching Season 1. I really liked it when it came out in 2021, but I digress. It's Jimmy and I, the Slasher Sips, we're here. It's the Dexter crew, you know, etc. If just quick little housekeeping if you're listening on a cruel summer feed we are binge town tv so uh that's our main feed if you like what you hear uh we cover all different types of shows we're covering silo we just finished yellow jackets we did succession and barry and house of the dragon and last of us and everything you can think of mandalorian we've got the witcher coming up so if you hit subscribe on this one too so you don't miss this episode cruel summer pod and then also on the main feed binge town tv you'll never miss an episode okay so I'm really excited about this because normally Benchdown does sci-fi shows, you know, et cetera. But we do dive into the occasional mystery. We've done a little White Lotus, things like that. So my freeform resume is Cruel Summer Season 1. I was obsessed with Pretty Little Liars. Of course, that wasn't always freeform. I think that was ABC Family at some point. And then The Bold Type. So those are my freeform shows. Jimmy, how many freeform shows have you seen? Well, I think I saw what's the show that was a long time ago, one of the first ones on ABC Family that it was like my life as a or a teenage mom or what was it? Oh, the American Secret Life, life of, of a Secret Life of American Teenager. There you go. So okay. I watched like a little bit of that with an with the next girlfriend when it first came out. Um I watched the bold type for our boy Jason Diaz for oh, yeah. one episode. So I think that's it, honestly. But to be completely honest, I'm good with this. Like, I like the first two episodes of the show. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of MTV Scream, where yeah. you know, you're getting, you know, like the high school drama kind of stuff. But Kathleen, give me your thoughts and then I'll jump back in. Sure. To me, actually, just initial thoughts. It's actually interesting because I feel the 90s fashion is having a renaissance in 2020s. So it doesn't actually look that different. Visually, there's obviously some things that seem to early 2000s, late 1990s. But to me, it's honestly kind of hard to tell the timeline. The thing they do well is the music. Special shout out to oh, yeah. Living live La Vida Loca in um, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. pilot, which I love. But even the opening song, like all the songs they're doing are hidden. It's like me and Jimmy's bread and butter. We're 90s kids. It's exactly what we yep. grew up on. So it's good to me, but I, I really like it. I love these types of shows. I'm a CW girl. Like I watch all these like teeny bopper Riverdale type shows. So I'm excited to get into it. And I think the mystery is good. Um, just in general, I would like to say that I knew it was going to be Luke. Like, did you know it was going to be Luke? No, no. You did so it? When, no. When they show, I mean, I have, I have some stuff I need to talk about when right, it comes it. to like the tape and stuff, but no, I mean, we'll get there eventually, but when they show like the missing sign and the face is ripped off, I assumed it was going to be her, you know, um, oh, Isabella. Isabella, okay. Yeah. So okay. I, when they said it was Luke, they got me good. I, I was, I appreciated that. <laughs> you know, hopefully it's not Luke on the pod. I yeah. do want to shout, shout out, out a couple, a couple alumni from some shows I like. We got Megan plays. If I'm remembering correctly, it's from Dead to Me. She is Christina Applegate's son's girlfriend for a couple episodes when he steals the car wow that right over my head love dead to me okay well Did not remember that yeah you, you have to fact check me there and luke <laughs> is my homie because he's from american vandal 
when what, that show one? came out. Um, I'm pretty sure he's one of the reporters or one of the journalists, so he's in cool. both, but I'm not positive. Cool. Okay, then so, I have some. Okay. So apparently, allegedly, I don't know if it's Luke or not. Someone has to fact check me. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. So Megan's mom and Luke's dad were together in private practice too. the Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Like they were together. They were married. But I think maybe even Luke was their kid in it or something. I saw something crazy like that. I only saw season one of private practice and then I quit. I'm a I'm just a Grey's girl. I can't. I'm sure I would like private practice, but. When I needed to confirm I was right about Luke, because when I saw him, I was like, I know who this guy is. Like, I know him. And then it finally came to me. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure I saw private practice on his IMDb. Okay, so I think they were literally like mother, son, kid. Again, fact check me. But then they're they play together again. Like I saw my TikTok was like, they're back together. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That's fun. Okay, so in general, you liked it. Yeah, yeah, I, I I really do. It really gave me the MTV Scream feels yeah. because I'm not going to act like every freeform show is a guilty pleasure, but these types of shows where you give me, I'm fine with like a high school show. I mean, Friday Night Lights. I mean, there's plenty that I enjoy and, and it gives you that good nostalgia factor. And as long as there's some other side story that is a mystery or like MTV Scream, we love Scream, something like that then it's my guilty pleasure and I'm in. So I had some fun with these two episodes. I agree that the music killed it. I was having so much fun with the music. Again, we're 90s kids. We're not in high school in the 90s, but we're 90s kids. So a lot Mm -hmm. of nostalgia there. So yeah, I also really liked the way that they're doing the mystery, the three different timelines, jumping back and forth. They're doing really well with changing the tone of of what you're seeing on screen with the different colors so you know which one's which. And obviously, pretty quickly by how they're dressed and how they look, you can tell as well. But bouncing, bouncing, bouncing can be tough, but they're doing it good so far with how they're changing the colors and everything, and you can just tell. Yeah, sometimes... Between phase two, which is December of 1999 and and July of 2000, if Megan's not in the scene, sometimes I get a little confused because Megan obviously went full dark. Yeah, full dark coder. Yeah, same thing they did in season one. So season one of the same setup, three different timelines within. I forget the timelines. I feel like there was a little more spread out then, but it it was really good season one. So I'm I'm confident they'll they'll bring it home. Unlike something like Pretty Little Liars, which, again, I was an insane fan of, out of control. Like, plot holes out the ass. Just so stupid, but just so good. Just so good. But (laughs) Bold Type is the show that made me say, okay, freeform shows can be really good. Anyway, so let's get some facts straight. We get right in the beginning, the events that are about to unfold take place or on around July 16th, 1999, December 15th, 1999, and July 16th, 2000. So we can just say that we're going to say summer 99, winter 99, and then summer 2000. So it takes place over exactly one year. It's senior year for our main characters. The wiki or whatever says it's set in an idyllic beach town in the Pacific Northwest, which makes sense because we find out that Megan's going to University of Washington. So she's probably somewhere around Seattle, whatever. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Again, the color schemes, whatever. Isabella is a exchange student, and we know that Megan's not happy about it. Megan has a little sister. Luke's the best friend. I think we have it set. You know what confused me? Right. As we go into 96, um, or or sorry, summer 99, 
I, for a second, thought that Luke's dad and Megan's mom were in a, having an affair. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, like he was married. Yeah, so like yeah. he was married and right, right. And then they but, kissed at the party but, and I was like, oh, in front of everyone. Right, because the wife passed away. Yeah. And now they're openly together, which Luke and Megan are going out and their parents are going out. Yeah. So Luke's dad it owns all the stuff in town. He's like a big wig. That's why they have that gigantic, beautiful house. Isabella's parents are apparently diplomats. She's like a student of love. And, you know, she lives in the now. So yeah. she's giving those vibes and everyone's like really intrigued by her. It's very like tropey and, and cute. Honestly, I, I really like right. her. I'm like excited to see how we get from A to B, you know, like how Megan changes because she, man, she's a tough cookie, huh? I think there's a lot of intrigue for all of the jumps because yeah. really at the very end of the timeline that we see for the first timeline in yeah. the summer of 99, at, when they take that picture with Luke and Isabella and Megan, yeah. Megan's kind of laughing in it. It's like, all right, maybe she's, she's starting to chill out a little bit and she's starting to lighten up. And that's the first scene where you're kind of like, all right, maybe they're going to start to be a little friendly together. But otherwise, she's not in. She's not down. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you are the best friend I've ever had in my life. Ride or die. And I love you. Ride <laughs> or die, homie. And then the next one is like, I hate you. And it's really intriguing to see how you get from one to the other, especially also with Luke, because you're going to go from Luke just kissed Isabella to now Megan's going to be like, no, no, I, I've wanted to do my whole life, apparently. And then they're going to get together. And I don't know. We could talk about Isabella, whether she's going to be all right with that or not in the back of her head. And then we get to the point where, you know, Luke's dead. Okay, so I want to touch on, basically, the first episode ends all with Luke events. So in 99, we see Isabella meets Luke and kisses him. They take the picture, big love triangle energy, etc. So that's the end of the pilot in 99 for summer. For winter 99 is the sex tape with Luke, right? And that was a great, I was not expecting it to be Megan in the tape. I was like, oh, shit. Isabel, we don't get that till episode exactly. Two. So it was great, and then at the end of the episode in summer of two thousand, it's Isabella saying we have to get our story straight because they find Luke dead. So Luke really is the ending of each big milestone, which is great. But I will say, okay, for anyone who's listening, I am the token queer girly on the pod, and I try not to have bias. But in the scene where they're in the pool. And Isabella and Luke are playing with the sparklers. And Megan's, like, looking. You would think Megan's looking at Luke and having this, like, smile moment. But she's looking at Isabella. And I'm like, mm. is there some queer vibes happening here? Because then, even later, when Isabella's all jealous listening to Megan call Luke a ride or die, she's, right. like, furious and jealous. So this could just be friends. But I would be remiss if I didn't call it out and then it happened on the pod. So you because... think at some point they get together or, I mean, it could be a weird three-way. I mean, they even joke at one point, this weird love triangle between the three of you, even though you're best friends and stuff. I could see it. Yeah. I could do something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like the only time in the episode where I was picking it up and I was like, oh, because the whole yeah. pilot. I was like, no, 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 nothing, nothing queer here. That's okay. I prefer <laughs> right. it, but that's okay. And then I, and then that scene happens still in 1999, but in the second episode. And I was like, <laughs> Kathleen's dancing. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not uh, watching on YouTube, 
So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to like put all my money on that, but I think that there are some vibes happening there. I could see that. I definitely can see that because there's got to be something that yeah, I, I get it. When you're young, you can have a best friend and it could be the biggest betrayal ever. And I hate you. And I never want to talk to you again. Something that gets them from point A to point B, where she, Megan, when you think it's Isabella banging Luke, it's yeah. actually not. But then you still get to point C where she hates Isabella and she doesn't want to be around Isabella. Now, yeah. they could have something to do with this Luke thing with the with the death. And just could be get out of my life. You ruined everything ever since you came back in. You came back to this town or you came to this town. <laughs> things got crazy. That's fine. But I could see like some kind of something going on that you're talking about. Episode one, it was like a lot of setup. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't know who was going to be the one who died. I thought it was going to be Isabella, especially after you see the tape. And then you're supposed to think it was Isabella. But I'll tell you right now, when they show the tape scene, I was like, okay, all right. Like that was, I had no idea that was going to be coming. You know, I had no idea they're going to go there. And then I'm like rewinding, trying to rewatch. I'm like, I don't see Isabella in this. Like I don't see anybody. All you see is him. I was like, what is this? What is going on? Okay. So in the background, you can hear someone say, isn't that Isabella's sweater? And she's literally wearing it in the moment. Oh, okay. okay, It's almost like, I'm pretty sure she's wearing it in the moment, but like she has to be in order to make that line work. It's the sweater. It's not like any skin. It's not hair. It's not face. It's like they did it real quick. She's wearing this like pink sweater maybe. So they're like, oh shit, we know that sweater. Isabella's wearing it. They're cheating and then they pause it soon enough. But I have some more thoughts on the sex tape. Yeah, me too. Uh, Let's quickly just wrap up Summer of 99 because nothing really happens. We find out that Megan is like ripping Adderall. Right. Uh, I I assume it's Adderall. She just says it's like Pills that make yeah. her stay up, whatever, and get give her an I advantage. I get what I want. Yeah. And then, so my, another thing to connect this queer thing was that when Isabel's wearing the earrings and one drops and is like, it was my friend Lisa. Like, she gave them yeah. to me. I was like, X vibes. Or, <laughs> or that all wraps up in the cop saying, oh, you've been in three schools in three years. Like, she's obviously like trouble wherever she goes. Something happened with Lisa. I don't know if she's dead. I don't know if she... I would assume she's probably dead. But wasn't she writing well, her a letter? She was writing her a letter. I I could see... And this is a weird thing for me to say because it's a long time ago and I'm doing a nostalgia trip, so I don't know if any of the listeners even saw this movie, but like a swim fan thing. Do you say know swim fan? Do you remember swim fan, the movie? No. no. Okay, so basically it's just this girl gets obs- obsessed with a guy. And it's just like this like crazy stalker thing. Almost like what's that show that, or movie that had Mila Kunis and like Black the roommate Swan. or something? No, oh, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mila yeah. Kunis. I'm sorry. Um, Minka Kelly. Yeah, the, the roommate. roommate. That's good stuff. I like that. Yeah. So I could see like and whether it's whether it's love, affection that way or just crazy friendship, I could see Isabella just being like the over the top, like obsessed friend that's very, very jealous. Yeah. And the Lisa thing. Yeah, that that's weird. Like, is she writing to somebody like is it more of a journal that she's just like writing to Lisa or is she actually writing a letter? The Lisa thing seems like an obsession kind of thing. And then it turns into the Megan thing where it's like, I will do anything for you. This is what we would do it for each other. I love you. But like, it's like she's very like, boom, you know? Yeah, I'm okay. I like that, too. I think I'm buying into my own theory. Five percent and yours. Ninety (laughs) five percent. But I still have some stock. 5%. That's still some stock. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So in 96, like 
I keep saying 96 because of yellow jackets. Like I have it stuck in my head. Summer of 99. I think it's just set up. You know, Megan's being, Megan works at a coffee shop or a sandwich shop or whatever. She's being kind of bratty. And at some point she moves forward. I think summer of 99 will be pretty inconsequential, just like setting up where we're going. But 99, we're in the winter. She gets her University of Washington scholarship. She gets in. And then Luke and Megan are kissing at this point. So we're missing that big gap. Megan and Luke's dad are together. There's not really much that happens here either in the pilot, except for that random neighbor that's shooting guns. Yeah. The, the like Apple coder number 12 or whatever they say. Yeah, the, the best coder number 12 in the world or something. But he also yeah. is a weirdo who shoots guns in the middle of the night. Yeah. The only thing I could correlate to that is that Luke, when he is found has a gunshot wound going across mm-hmm. his ear. That's the only thing I can correlate. And you also see the guy looking at her weird when she goes to, the, to see Luke get carried away um, after he's found. Yeah, that's all there is. And he's going to have something feeling... to do with it because he's there when when the body's pulled, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty that's sure. That's what I mean. He's, yeah, yeah, he's watching her and she looks up at him. I have a feeling that her being all dark, that's who he, that's who she's going to be working for. Like at one point, we see her go and give this guy money, and she's like, "Cops are asking questions. It double the double the <laughs> fee." And I have a feeling like that guy is going to be like the guy that she went to after shit hit the fan. And I don't know about going on. Washington hasn't even started yet for her because it's still the summer before that, right? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a feeling that she do- isn't going anymore because of the mom and that kind of stuff. Do you think like mom getting sick and yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there quickly. Just a shout out to this cute scene that made me smile so big. When Luke says, I love you to Megan at this party they're at. I actually like my, my smile touched my ears. I was like, <laughs> it was just such good acting from Megan's actress receiving that. I love you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, she got this it was job. a good nonchalant. I love you. And then, yeah, yeah, she's earning her paycheck for sure. So then the sex tape drops. And the fallout is that, one, everyone thinks Luke cheated. Luke's dad is all upset. They think maybe it's Luke's brother that dropped the tape. I think that it's there's no way it's Brent, first of all. Brent's the brother's name, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he wouldn't, he would have watched it. I don't care if it's his brother or not. If he's really a creep, he would have watched. And he didn't know it was, it wasn't Isabella. Right. So I, there's mm-hmm. just no way. They think it's Brett, so there's just no way. It's a mislead. But I, right. now, who do you think? Put it on the board. Who Who made the tape? Isabella. Mmm. 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 She, she made it and played it and then took the blame as like a, a friendship. To be like, I love you. Yeah. To 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 push harder onto the friendship thing. Freaking whatever by proxy, Munchausen's by proxy in a weird sort of way. Woo! Yeah, I mean I like because that. we get the scene where she's mad that yeah. Luke gets called to ride or die, and she's and then she goes and says to the mom, "I got something to tell you." Narks it right out. Yeah, she said she wouldn't, man. Yeah, I mean, my note is like she takes the blame, which is cool. But now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, she probably did that. Yeah, I just want to talk about this tape because I'm confused about the whole thing, and you can tell me if I'm just missing things or what. But they're at the party. Yeah, it plays. You hear them banging. You don't see Isabella, but you, but like you said, they say, oh, that must be Isabella. That's her sweater. Megan looks at Isabella and Luke. They look guilty as shit. Then she runs out. Isabella goes running after her. Luke comes running after her. 
and they don't really have any too much of a conversation, but then Megan goes away. But then next time Megan sees Isabella, Isabella goes up and is like, I'm I'm so sorry. And she's like, yeah, you keep telling me you're so sorry. And then they play the tape. And to me, Megan and Isabella both looked like they were surprised. It was it was Megan's face being shown. Like, why wouldn't Isabella have been like, it, that's not me. I didn't bang Luke. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it, why. it's a little fishy. I would say there is a, there is some dialogue, too. So it's Megan. As soon as it happens, Megan says the phrase, some friend you are. And I and it's like, well, Megan knows it's not Isabella. Megan knows it's Megan. So but, why would she say that? And then I'm like, was she saying that to Luke, like as if Luke d- taped it? Or something or or like, I mean, why does she know it's not her? Because because it's just the setting. I mean, you can be if you don't see her face, she can be like, that could be another day that she never had sex with Luke before. And like, if you don't see the person in the tape, why do you have to assume? Because Megan, I'm telling you, I thought Megan looked surprised when it showed her face. I don't know if that's supposed to be like, oh, shit, it's showing my face and people can like good thing that nobody saw. I, that's because how it's I really, it. it really. It really seems like there's just so much. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like almost like next day thing, but because it was like next episode and stuff, you're you're a little confused, and they all they do bounce between this the timelines. But I just like when Isabella goes up to Megan's room, Megan's like, I have to watch it. And like Isabella says, don't don't watch anymore. And she's like, I have to watch it. And then when it shows Megan's face, she's like, Oh God! Like I, I'm telling you, it just seemed it was I don't know. And and then I was going like, if I'm Isabella, the very second I'll be like. Well, first of all, maybe well, Isabella could be playing the game because she, she wants knew. this to happen yeah. in this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She right? set it up. But say it's not that. I would be immediately, it might not be in front of the whole party, but when I go running after Megan, I'll be like, I swear to God, that is not me on the tape. Okay. And, so you're. Wait, and Kathleen, and, <laughs> okay, when she goes up the stairs to talk to Megan and she's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry about what? At this point, it should be like, I'm sorry that your tape was shown or yes. I yes. didn't do this, you know, but I don't, you know, I just feel like it's okay. I think there's something we don't know. And your theory is working off the assumption that Luke's banging both of them. Flip a coin could have been either. in the so, tape. So my, yes, because okay. I thought that Megan, like I was, my whole thing was going to be that Isabella comes upstairs. She says, I'm so sorry. Megan says, you keep saying that. And then she says, don't keep watching. She's like, I have to see. She watches. Boom. There's Megan's face. To me, they both kind of look like, oh, shit. But, Kathleen, don't you dare interrupt me. <laughs> I wasn't going but to. <laughs> my freeform shows get me fired up. But then um, my immediate thought was, okay, Isabella shocked. Megan shocked. That means Isabella no, like, is assuming that it was her because she has banged Luke before while they're together. And then I was going, okay, Megan gets, like, relieved kind of that it's her face being shown but also it's a problem because it'll ruin her college thing yeah so uh, luke was focusing on the fact that he was upset that people were gonna think that he was cheating on megan and so that kind of negates i mean you're still not cheating if you're in an open relationship right that's just facts you're not cheating but people don't maybe people don't know they're in an open relationship so they assume okay they assume it's isabella just because it wasn't Isabella on the tape doesn't mean he's not banging Isabella also. Right, right. Doesn't mean that Isabella and Megan aren't banging either. Love right. triangle. Okay, so yeah, I we already talked about the love triangle and the and the open yeah. relationship, and I wasn't even thinking about that. Like my thought process was just like, 
this is weird. I can't figure out why. Like, is it just Megan's forgiving Isabella for banging Luke in general? But, oh, wait, she's not even the one on the tape. So let's figure out how to deal with this. Isabella says, I'll take care of it. The open relationship thing does make a lot of sense, though. Like, it's known that it could have been Isabella on the tape between the three of them, but it wasn't. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I think we have, they have some work to do, but I think they could get there. I don't think it's something out. Yeah. I mean, it's episode two. Like, yeah. But, but you're right. I wasn't thinking of it that deep because I was, think I was just fully bought in that it was Isabella on the tape. And then when it wasn't, I was like, oh, but I wasn't thinking about what happened before we found that out. So you're right. We'll see. I'm sure it'll, that'll, Three, four, five. We'll yeah, get some it'll get and figured this, out. Yeah, and this is ten episodes, so we've got some ground to cover. Uh, but anyway, it's week okay. to week after this, right? Yeah, Monday nights, Monday nights. Okay. okay. Um. All right. So another thing that happened in this timeline is Isabella just throwing the thing through the glass window at yeah. Luke's ha- or door at Luke's house, and I'm like, this girl is kind of nuts. And Megan says that to her when they're at the fire and and she tells her about it. Megan's like, that's insane. So I'm kind of bought in now that Isabella is just like going town to town, just being like, causing chaos, blowing shit up, throwing grenades and just being wild. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's a good telltale sign. The friend's name was Parker. She dates Brent. Do we have anything more on her? I feel like they just become friends. She's Biachi in the beginning, and then they become friends. And she seems to be sticking with Isabella, like staying neutral, saying like, oh, man, I can't believe you and Megan are still friends. I'd be killing you if you bang my boyfriend. But (laughs) she's still like, but she's not doing the whole like the town saying like you're a bad person and we hate you kind of thing. She's pretty neutral, even though she I guess because they're friendly, she can openly say like, damn, can't believe you and Megan are still talking. But otherwise, she's. She seems fine at this point, but in the beginning, she's also standoffishy. Yeah. And then the only other character we haven't really talked about is Jeff, who is the guy with the video camera. Yeah. And I, he's just a red herring, I would assume, because he's the one making the documentaries and he works as a... it. That's a kind of cool lens to shoot through and direct through because that does look like the 90s because the cameras yeah. are so old. Uh, but I think the tape serves as a plot device and then they're using him as a red herring because he's the one making tapes, et cetera. And it seems like there is some going to be some beef with Jeff and the crew at some point. Haven't really seen it yet. So he will become more irrelevant, but I just wanted to bring him up. Do you have any thoughts on Jeff? No, I agree. He's a red herring. I just thought, honestly, when Isabella kept saying, it's got, it's gotta be Jeff. Gotta be Jeff. He's got the video camera. It's gotta be Jeff. It's like, dude, Calm it down a little bit. You're you're obviously pushing the pushing yeah. the pedal a little bit, making you seem a little bit guilty here. <laughs> Correct. That's exactly what I thought. But, but but again, we don't know what Jeff did or they did to Jeff to make a strife between them all. So it could be an obvious thing to them at the time, and we just don't know what the deal is yet. It could be like they had a huge blow up, and then she's like, "It's got to be Jeff." I mean, he hates us now, or we hate him. I mean, he's trying to get back at us. That that would make it more of a you know, okay, you're not pushing the gas pedal. It makes kind of sense. Yeah. Okay. We end with Isabella narking to Debbie, which is Megan's mom, on about Megan, and probably we don't know what she says, but we have to assume she's like, "It wasn't me on the tape because this was right. post them uh, being in the interrogation." Oh no. Yep. It wasn't post being in the interrogation, was it? Yeah, yeah. She's in the interrogation in the third timeline. In the third. Okay, so anyway, this was 
Priest, because Megan and Luke are still together. Luke's still alive. She goes up to Megan's mom and narks her out. And that's all we yeah. get from the middle timeline. So we can move into summer 2000. She's wearing all black. She's coding like a maniac. At first I was like, wait, since when is she a coder? But she is going to University of Washington for um, computer science. So that does make sense. Right. I also like that the intro being like these events took place and blah, blah. We're like in computer, like codery language yep, type yep. deals, which is cool. Like an old school computer type. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing some shady dealings. Um, And then there's a point where the little sister is asking Megan for money. And I thought this was really interesting because I feel like we had to, besides the pills, I feel like we had to take some leaps to figure out that the mom is sick. Was yeah. I, mm -hmm. did I miss something or is that all we know? Like she's. Episode two, they say. It's like Isabella tells the cop. She says, I didn't leave because the mom got sick. Oh, I like, must, but yeah. I'm pretty sure the asking for money is episode one, right? Yeah, you're right. Actually, you're very, yeah. you're very right. Yeah. So, yeah. So when she asked for money at that point, the only thing we got was Megan glances over and sees the pills. And then she goes to the pharmacy, you know, for the mom's pills. But otherwise, you know, we have no idea still what like the sickness is. Yeah. We don't have anything like that. Mm hmm. Okay. My notes are literally like, is the mom sick? What's going on? Why is the little sister <laughs> asking her for money? And the mom's like, give her the money. Come on. It's like, what is she like? The, I mean, yeah. it does seem like in general, Megan has been helping provide for the household in general, because when she gets into college, she has, she says like, I'm going to work a job at college to so I can send money back yep. and help. I think they're probably getting paid to have this student come. Maybe because it's, I would say that's makes sense. I feel like it was like an, Debbie was framing this as like an opportunity for fun. But in reality, I feel like it was something where it's like, oh, the diplomats are probably paying for his belt to stay there like a stipend or something. Right. Right. So yep. that's just. I, yeah. They're obviously not like super well off like Luke is. Yeah. And we also know that the same conversation, she looks over and sees the overdue bills. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, they're having some problems. Yeah. So this is when we get the missing person scene. It's it's ripped. Yeah. So you can't see. It got which is, me good. Which is so funny. And someone I, I forget who what Parker maybe because I don't think I knew who it was yet. Someone comes up to her and it was like none of this would have ever happened if she never came to town, which is funny because earlier in the episode in the middle block, Megan's like, you coming to town was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And it's like so iconic and classic and like famous last words don't ever say that don't ever oh, say yeah. like this is the best nothing could ever fuck this up and you're just like yeah your yeah. whole life falls apart and then really the fisherman finds the body in the lake and uh, which is crazy right luke's been gone for so long right hear me out luke's well they're been, making they're yeah okay. luke's been gone yeah. for so long and then she comes home and starts cleaning up blood i'm like where's that blood come from it's not luke they they literally make it seem like the last time people see him is new year's Going into 2000, meaning there's the Christmas party, and then a week later, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, because his dad is like, for months, I thought he was going to come home yeah. and things like that. So what the fuck blood is she cleaning up? So we have that timeline. Like, we know that the tape comes out. The three of them are having this conversation where they're like, we need to figure this out. And Isabel says, I'm going to take the blame. And looks like they're going to think I cheated on you. Within a week, you know, they say at the party, they're all happy together, Megan and Luke. But then... He goes missing after that party. So there's not much more Luke timeline to go oh. when it comes to the middle middle area. Yeah. Th and that's wild. So I'm like really hyper 
fixated on the blood because I'm like, that timeline. That, that makes sense. I, I mean, I, again, was like, oh, it's Isabella. I guess I just totally like took the bait. But I would have to rewatch. I don't know if it's like dried up blood that she never got rid of, but that would be crazy if she left it for months. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I It's got to be some left field shit like in the season one. And I'm trying to remember because I watched it in 2021 and then they do the same thing. And in, in the third block, Jeanette, which is the character in, in this one, a girl goes missing. Right. The main character goes missing. She's the it girl. She's a popular girl, whatever. And then there's another girl who's the other main character, Jeanette, who is like. It starts out as a dork and ends up like kind of the popular girl after her. And people think she's like stole her life or whatever. But in the third block, like Jeanette is just like just looks so completely different and like dark and like emo ish, like sad right. dark coloring. So they did the same thing here, which is so dramatic. Like if you're I guess if your boyfriend disappears, you would go dark. But it honestly right. makes her look more suspicious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, girl. if I was the cop, I'd be like. Look a little different here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, you, you sad or did you kill somebody? What's yeah? What is it? Got some piercings on your yeah. eyebrow now. You got that hair slicked back. So you silly. look like a killer. Yeah. So, but again, another red herring, probably. Yes, I don't think it. It's her. The story straight. I would assume has to have something to do with like maybe they were doing something sketchy at the same time. Like, maybe they can't let people know what they were doing because it was also illegal, but it doesn't really have anything to do with Luke. That would be cool. Yeah, because, I, I could see that. Yeah. So, I don't know. It it does suck, though, because I really like Luke, and I like Luke and Megan. Me, too. And I want to call this out. I, I mean, he was kind of giving me Noah vibes from MTV Scream. Oh, yeah, he's cute. I, mean, I, I just, yeah, I mean, he's like, just this, I'm proud of him. He's got two chicks, yeah. you know, he, but. <laughs> right? You know, he's he's living the dream, apparently. But, uh, you know, I, I just got the Noah vibes because I was just like, oh, you know, like the I think his mannerisms like obviously he's just like the skinny guy. And, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. He has good intentions. Um, I think like he's a little less straight edge than than Noah. But the, the less straight edge thing, it's like not like in a bad way. He's no, just like no. living his life. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very he's very charming and he's good for Megan yeah. and he's setting her straight when she's just being a bitch to Isabella for no reason. And he sticks up for her in a great way. He's like he's like, listen to Isabella when Megan lets you in. It's the best. She's fiercely loyal. She's all of these things. She's just a little tough to get in. I think that she's just like super protective over like her mom and her sister. And she's had to like grow up a little faster than most people if the bills aren't aren't p being paid and she has to work a job and she's super stressed that she's she's so stressed that she's taken Adderall to make sure she has an advantage so she could get the scholarship so she can help her family. So right. I like Megan. I like everybody. Yeah. Isab After this conversation, I I'm staying vigilant around Isabella. I'm not going to lie now because I was like giving her the benefit of the doubt. Now I'm like, oh, she may be a little cuckoo, but I do like her. She's beautiful. Beautiful. I think Isabella's actress is killing it as like the mysterious kind of badass kind of um, not not arrogant, but able to be outgoing kind of girl where, I mean, even jumping between the timelines, I think that she really kills it as like the new girl of the town. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's like, it's like the typical new kid in school and everyone's like that person, man, yeah. I want to be friends. And <laughs> right? then that's really how it's going. She's like making friends with everybody. She's playing the game with Megan. I mean, I just think her actress is killing it. And I, I mean, I think Megan's actress is doing well too. And I love Luke's actor. So 
Yeah. I think they're all doing great. But I just think right now, Isabella's actress is just shining with the with what they're giving her on screen. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, she has the she has the funner stuff. Megan, Megan will shine more, especially if we get more of the middle years, because um, in the beginning, they make her look like, oh, she's like doesn't really do her hair and she's and right. she's being kind of mean. But then and then in the next scene, she's just like vibrant. You know, they're not giving her yeah. stuff that's like vibrant, like they're giving Isabella. But OK, so we get the cause of dr- cause of death, which is drowning. And then someone uh, someone else took a shot at him and also like muscle relaxants drugged up. Yeah. yeah. So the interrogation was cool. They mm-hmm. were giving us a little tea with like all the people they were bringing in person after person, like the people we know coming in saying the last night anyone saw him was a specific party. Uh, it seems like him and Megan were were good as could be. Isabella left the party early. But like apparently everyone was fine. And then they were just like doubling down on the fact that like if my boyfriend was fucking someone else on camera, I would not be friends with them anymore. So like, again, whatever. And then we find out more about Isabella, but Isabella was like good in the scene where she was. Oh my gosh. But I mean, maybe not the smartest move, but um, she followed the Misty Quigley and said, I want my lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. What's the mom's name again? I don't want to keep saying the mom. Debbie. So Debbie. I loved when Debbie tried to defend her. And that that gets to the point where we're saying when Isabella comes in, whether it's for money or not, you know how good of a person Debbie is. Yeah. And then even after even after the whole thing comes out and Debbie doesn't know yet that it's Megan on the tape. Yeah. She's like, you should be apologizing to Megan. And she's kind of like, you know, but she's still like nice, not nice, but she's still like caring and stuff. And then I guess we didn't know this yet because it was at the end of the episode, but I took it like, oh man, Debbie's still protecting Isabella, even though Isabella did this bad thing to her daughter. Now she we knows. find out that Isabella, but still, it doesn't matter. She takes this girl yeah. that she's known for a, a year or less, brings her in and says, you know, I'm going to be with you. Now, when Isabella says, Debbie, I got this, and sits her down, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, you get, I was like, you are doing it. Yeah. I was like, that is, that's where you could tell, there's certain parts of this episode where you can tell that she's playing the game and she has something in her where she's yeah, a baby. bit of a badass. Shout out Debbie. You're right. Thank you for giving her props because Debbie was yeah, shining this episode. Right. I would agree to to double down on your point. There was another cop or detective looking in on the on the interrogation. And he's like, what kind of 17 year old knows how to ask yeah. for a lawyer? And a great line. It's like one that's had to have one before. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's yeah, obviously baby. been some corny lines, but I do like it's just like Yellow Jackets. You have to remember that it's it's the times like it's the 90s. So there's not like a million TV shows in 2023 yeah. from all that time where people say, I want a lawyer. I want a lawyer. So in the 90s, it might be a little weird. Like, where would you see or where would you know to be like? lawyer now not talking so to you. true james i was thinking the yeah. same thing it's like we we are i've watched eight billion episodes of criminal minds eight trillion yeah, episodes right. of, of svu i know better but they do not i get a they parking don't. ticket i'm like yo lawyer yeah <laughs> <laughs> talk to my, my lawyer. lawyer yeah but, but yeah okay i we ripped through all my notes anything that's lingering in your notes that you wanted to talk through besides i, I want to put on the board at the end of every episode who killed Luke? Just like right. after so, two episodes is insane, but we're going to do yeah. it anyway. I really like what you said about they were doing something bad, but it wasn't to do. It had nothing to do with Luke, or at least it didn't have anything to do with his death. Yeah, because 
the whole I love how it's set in the night in ninety nine and then into two thousand. Like I love the whole millennium thing where one of the kids was like, We thought the world was gonna end at that party. Like we were having this crazy party. Luke was there and we thought the world was gonna end and it yeah. didn't. And you have to remember me and Kathleen are nineties kids, but I was only ten in two thousand and she was seven. But yeah, people thought it was gonna be like there's a million things, but one of the things was like some crazy technological computer shutdown, like the everything was going to break technologically. So my head's going into the whole like, was she do, doing something like her mom got sick and she needed to get more money and she's doing something sketchy with that coder guy. And it's some kind of, you know, the stuff she's doing now in the summer where she's all dark Maybe she was doing that and didn't really didn't want to get caught, but it was something maybe worse because she really needed the money for her mom. Yeah. And Isabel was the only one who knew it. Um, don't know where the blood or any of that would come from, but I just really like the, the coder thing and the millennium thing and all that stuff. I'm excited to see how they go into that, if they even go into that. But yeah, I, I thought that it was interesting. Two episodes. I really liked the two episodes. They got me good with the Isabella thing, even though I don't know if I should... You know, if I should have been gotten, but the fact <laughs> that it was Luke got me. And even I swear, even when Isabella shows up right next to Megan and says, we need to get our story straight, which is weird to say in public when everyone's looking at this. Oh, my God. Scene. For real. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> but I still thought I thought she was going to be like a hallucination. Like I was like, oh, she, she's wow. dead. And yeah, that's where I was going. I was like, Isabella's dead. And she walked up and said, you know, and it's just Megan saying in her own head, like, we have to, I have to get my story straight. Yeah, they did a good job because there is a there's a quick scene where Megan finds Isabella's credit or ID in the car. And it's like, why wouldn't she have her ID on her? You know what I mean? Type deal. So you're like, oh, shit. I, I was like, hide that. What the fuck? <laughs> at, at that point. Right. At that yeah. point, when you think <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Isabella's dead, I was like, yeah. whoa. I was like, Jesus, girl, like, get rid of that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. They they got me good with that. I think that the scene was very important for Isabella to find the drugs because when she talks about Lisa, who we're not sure what that's going to be yet, yeah. like whether it's like, you know, the obsessed friend or, you know, the girlfriend, the ex, however you want to say it. One of the things she says to the sister and she kept like driving it home was like she got what she wanted. She's so driven, blah, blah, blah. And then when she brings up the pills to Megan, Megan says, I do what I got to do to get stuff done. Yeah. And it's like kind of like the same kind of thing. Like I needed to get, I need to get into Washington state and I do what I got to do to get stuff done. And you can kind of see in Isabella's head, like, ah, I see some similarities there. Like the driven kind of thing. Like when she was talking to the sister, she was like loving Lisa when she was talking about her. Like she's yeah. like the best thing ever and she's driven and she, you know, so I just had, I have a feeling that, that there's that connection there. And, I don't know. I, 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 if we want to put it on the board now, do it. Oh, jeez. I can go first. I have yeah, mine. Yeah, you can go first. Uh, okay. So a segment: Who killed Luke? My first guess for episodes one and two is Brent. Mm, okay. I don't know why, but I really, I don't think it's Isabella or Megan. It could be like the dad too. Like I'm like trying to think of like why and who. Someone I would not expect. There's really. There's really nothing yet. Yeah. None of these characters besides Brent seem like they're big enough to the story where it, it's it could be them. I mean, the dad seemed pretty convincing. I don't know, but he seemed pretty convincing that, you know, he, he pulls the zipper and he says, that's Luke. And then, you know, he's having the I'm um, cursed conversation with Debbie. Um, 
Brent kind of makes sense because that's I I mean I hate the relationship. The two yeah. brothers talking to each other is brutal. I know. Um we still have to we just have to get more information. Like I was gonna say maybe it was an accidental death, but it can't be because he was all drugged up. Put so... someone on the board, James. Who'd you say? <laughs> all right, my first ever guess, I'm gonna go Isabella. I'm gonna say Isabella. Right. I don't know what else I could say. Like if I would almost rather just say Brent just because I really don't think it's Isabella. But if I have to go with somebody for now, I'm going to say Isabella. But I want to say it's some kind of way where Megan doesn't even realize that it's actually Isabella who did it. Okay, we need to get I more like information. It. We need to get more information. We have I, I really do like that they were doing something bad. And that's what they have to get their story straight about. Because if you don't have your alibi because your alibi is actually, hey, I was like selling drugs or, hey, I was, you know, doing something illegal. Yeah. The two of them are the only ones that can keep their alibi straight. I just can't imagine it's like this love triangle or something. And like the two of them decide we got to get rid of Luke. I can't no. imagine that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's going to be something deeper than that. I, yeah. I just yeah. Or like more twisted. It's not going to. I mean, it could be honestly. All right. So. Our first theory Here's is... Here's my last thing. Here's okay. my last thing. And this is probably stupid, but it could be like uh, Luke was trying to commit suicide. Maybe like Megan and, and Isabel walked in to stop him with the gun because, you know, when people Ooh. go to... And he kind of misses the side of his head and he was already like drugged up, so it's easier for him to do it. Ooh. But then I how don't do know how there? he would like... I don't yeah. know how he would end up in the late. Well, I just think it makes sense. Like, I think the trajectory could get him there if, like, shit just starts hitting the fan. Everyone thinks he cheated. The three of them just aren't vibing anymore because the open relationship shit's in the fan or something like that. Okay. But, but yeah, I don't know where it comes to, like, I could see the drugs go in because it makes it easier to make your, just you know, to do what you got to do, which, which is a shame, obviously. But so the <laughs> drugs are in there because of that. <laughs> Then he goes and they walk in and stop him or distract him. And he kind of misses his head. That's good back stuff. In the, back in the 90s. I don't know you know, how good they are with that kind of stuff. Like the Dexter. The angles and like, nowadays, nowadays, you could be like the angles off or something. But then I don't know where like, oh, hey, he, he ended up in the water is, you know, where that comes from. But that's what I'm going to go for. So I'm going to I don't know. I'm going to take it off the board and say, say it might have been an accidental like suicide attempt or something like that. Mm hmm. I like that. That's good. I wrote that down as well. Do you want to replace that with Isabella or do you want to say? Yeah, it? I do. I do. Okay. No, okay. I okay. Because okay. okay. I think that's more compelling than Isabella. And if you call that, that's, yeah. that's Jimmy. That is classic Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's my tinfoil hat to put on? And then it I called the, I called the writers up and I was like, you got to make me look good. Tell me what's going on. I want to be looking good on the pod. All right. So. We will be back next week, earlier next week. We we kind of were late on this one because it was a crazy week. Um, but week to week, we'll drop these earlier. We're going to have the cool summer feed. We're going to be also be dropping them on the Bingetown feed. Um, like I said, hit subscribe on both. You'll never miss an episode we put out. There are seven of us, so we cover a lot of different shows. Um, Jim Again, Jimmy's doing Silo right now, which is so good. Uh, Apple TV, there's seven episodes out. I think the seventh dropped today. So go check it out. You're not late. You know, you can binge it really quick. I wish I I love it. Every I just ended episode six yesterday and seven wasn't out and I was so pissed off. And yeah. um, we got some pitch downs coming. We finished Yellow Jackets. We finished Succession. We finished Barry. Uh, a lot of good stuff. So hit subscribe. Follow us on um, at Binge on TV on Twitter and Instagram. 
Message us. We love it. We love feedback. Yep. Check out our YouTube, Binge on TV, youtube.com slash binge on TV. It's, uh, you can see our beautiful faces and some of the, uh, you know, theatrics we're doing during these episodes. <laughs> Kathleen's um, dances and yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that's all we got. So hit us up. Let us know if you have any theories. We'd love to talk about it on pod. We'll shout you out. Um, but that's all. We are Binge on TV and thanks for listening. Pew, pew, pew. Living the Vida Loca. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network.